Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, August 31st. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year, Lockdown Padres Podcast. As always, check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V. I-I-P-E-N-O, and if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. I will be answering a listener question later on today's episode. Today's episode, guys, is also brought to you by Built Bar. Remember to go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Be sure to do that. And today's episode, if you couldn't tell, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't contain myself a little bit, even in the introduction, man. It's an exciting trade deadline recap special uh, here on the Locked Up Podcast. Padres podcast for all the guys, AJ Preller, man, you know, before we get into the specific deals, just, just shout out to AJ Preller. Just what an incredible ride it's been following this dude ever since he first started making splashes back in 2015, even if they didn't all pan out, just, just an incredible man. That's, that's, that's really all I have to say. Uh, but seriously, though, before we get into it, first of all, just want to give a shout out to May Machado, who got the NL Player of the Week award again. Like, low-key, I love how that's like the like the eighth biggest Padres news in the last 24 hours is that May Machado has been performing like an MVP, like Baltimore Orioles at his peak level again. He's been awesome. And uh, also, Chris Paddock decided to have his best start of the season yesterday for the Rock- uh, against the Rockies, I mean which is crazy for you to do in cores, which is just like the most like go figure thing ever that I could think of. And really, I'm not going to lie. I did get to watch all of the game. I did get to watch most of his start though. And basically what I gathered is it seemed like he was locating the fastball. I know I've repeated this multiple times, but he was able to locate that fastball low and inside and low outside in terms of the plate. And people were biting on it. The Rockies were biting on it, which is, let's just say I didn't expect uh, a start at Colorado to be the one that gets Paddock right. It's, I think, by far his best start of the season, really. Uh, definitely his best start since opening day against the D-backs, um, which just in so much control. And, yes, he gave up some hits and stuff. and But it was the most sheriff-looking Chris Paddock that I think we'd seen all year. And uh, just from that perspective, it was super awesome and makes everything that's happened even more sweeter. Right, because we're gonna talk about all the deals, guys. Let's just let's just get into it. I know that's why you guys are here, right? That's it's the title of the episode. Here we go. So let's get into exactly what trades happened, right? So on August 29th, that's what started everything. They acquired the Padres acquired Trevor Rosenthal from the Royals for outfielder Edward Oliveras and a player to be named later. Thoughts on this one? It was the most obvious minimum thing that I think AJ Pearl had to do. He needed to go out and get a pretty solid bullpen arm. And I'd say Rosenthal, with the exception of... Uh, I'm not saying he's the best reliever in the league, but he's definitely probably the best one that was on the market. I mean, Rosenthal was all but guaranteed to leave. And a great story, too, with him going through all the surgeries and him being able to kind of bounce back and return to that status that he had a few years ago when he was on the Cardinals. You know what I mean? Just be this solid, super good reliever. Uh, He seems to be uh, excited to be in uh, the Padres organization now. Uh, A a poor one out for Edward Olivares, who I still kind of like, still a decent kind of top 30, top 50 type of prospect for the Padres in terms 
terms of the outfield. And while it does scare you to be trading away any guys that are in the outfield, just because the Padres outfield has been a question, I think, for some people, uh, myself included, I've been banging that drum for a while. Still, though, you had to get Rosenthal. Uh, you had to get that nice quality reliever in the bullpen, especially with Kirby Yates out for the year and Emilio Pagan being a bust and Craig Stammen, who... I might have missed. Maybe he got options because he's been a mess for the team. And basically every time they've needed him to step up, he's been a mess. So bullpen needed help and Preller was able to do that. Then uh, kind of a surprising trade that happened, right? Uh, the next day, the Padres acquired Jason Kasher from the Angels for relief pitcher Gerardo Reyes, which was kind of a meh, whatever trade. Jason Kasher kind of just hasn't been really all that healthy. So I was a little bit surprised to see that that's what was the next move that Preller made, I think, in the timeline of everything. I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, and he hasn't been that all that great this year. And like I said, barely playing. He's just been scratched from the lineup in and out. So my thing was like, look, I know we need an upgrade at catcher, but I was a little bit surprised that that's where he went with it. And, whoa, we weren't done yet, right? So then... Uh, the same day, the Padres, later on in the night, uh, last night, uh, they acquired Austin Nola and relief pitchers Austin Adams and Dan Altavilla from the Mariners for catcher Luis Torrens, third baseman Ty France, relief pitcher Andres Muniz, and minor league outfielder Taylor Trammell, which, yes, if you guys know, Taylor Trammell is a guy that I was really high on, uh, which is funny because, and seeing uh, after this trade was completed, uh, it seems like nobody's high on Taylor Trammell anymore. It just seems like everyone thinks he's this super gifted athlete who just can't hit, right? He's never really hit at a consistent level, you know what I mean, in his brief kind of minor league level. So in terms of all of the top prospects that I think the Padres have, I think it's fair to say that just conservatively even that he was definitely the prospect that was viewed with the lowest uh, enthusiasm, I feel like, among all baseball prognosticators and whatnot. Uh, I was still high on him just because I felt like we needed that defensive outfielder, and I think that Taylor Trammell, at the minimum, I think was going to be probably a solid defensive guy. Um, but... I know that that freaks everybody out because that's probably what people were saying about Manny Margo once upon a time, but he couldn't hit worth a lick. So, you know, I, I, I get that. But still, Austin Nola, this seems like one of those things. And also um, Austin Adams and Dan Altavilla just kind of adding some extra bullpen arms if needed is nice to have on the back end of that trade. But Austin Nola, been batting like 300. His OPS is over 900 this season. Having a good season for him. And he can also play multiple infield positions. So it's one of those trades that, yes, it got you. You know, you got these two catchers in Castro and Austin Nola, which... You know, I guess the Padres are just fans of having people named Austin on their team. But it was it was good to see that they were like, all right, we're going to reload on this catcher position, right? And I think that Nola, it's nice to see the, 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 the variability that he can play with multiple positions. So I was excited about it. I was surprised that they didn't get anything more from Taylor Chamel. And I wonder if maybe it's true that maybe everyone in baseball is softening around this guy. Maybe this guy isn't as much a top prospect anymore. You know what I mean? So while people might be a little bit nervous that we got a little bit of a meh dude, a kind of out of nowhere guy who doesn't really have a big name attached to him in Nola, uh, I still think that it was a decent upgrade, a decent one, uh, even if they did have to give up Chamel. I would have maybe liked somebody else, but I can't really think of any other catchers that were readily available on the market. I mean, some some people might say like Salvador Perez from the Kansas City Royals, but I'd be surprised if they got rid of that guy because that would just feel like a bad faith trade on their part uh, with that World Series catcher who did so much for them in the postseason. So I'd be, I would have been surprised by that. So still a solid acquisition to only make the lineup hopefully better. And now I know what everybody's thinking, right? Everyone's thinking, well, then that must mean that Austin Hedges or Francisco Mejia had to go. We'll get to them in a little bit. 
So let's get on to the third trade of yesterday. That's right. There were three trades yesterday. It was nuts. AJ Preller was on one. I don't know if what bottle he had. I don't know what coffee he was drinking. He was taking espresso shots all the time, right? So the San Diego Padres, they, of course, went on to acquire uh, first baseman slash DH Mitch Moreland from the Boston Red Sox in exchange for minor leaguers, um, the infielder Hudson Potts and minor leaguer Jason Rosario. Uh, he was an outfielder, the latter of the two. Um, not really big uh, super prospects for us, but like top 25 Padres prospects. Not like super top 100 guys. So uh, they were definitely, it's the type of trade that you make. Now, I don't like getting rid of prospects ever, obviously. But as I've been mentioning so far on the pod, when you, in order to, first of all, in order to get better, you got to give up some stuff. All right, you got to give up some stuff when, it, when you want to be better. And they didn't have to give up uh, any of the top guys to get Moreland. And Moreland's had, like, just a beast of a season. I talked with um, Gabrielle Starr, actually, of Lockdown Red Sox. You guys should go check out her podcast, uh, where we talked about Mitch Moreland and that trade. And she was just like, she loves him. She loves Mitch Moreland, and he's been such a, a great player, I think, for the team uh, this year. Kind of secretly one of those better players on that Red Sox roster. And it only makes the lineup that much better. How much better? Well, let's just look at the lineup right now, right? Their projected lineup is Grisham, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Moreland, Cronenworth, Myers, Nola, and Profar. And if you go by OPS, the lowest one there is obviously Profar, which is a surprise to anybody. But you add in an OPS from Mitch Moreland, which is 1.177. And then Nola, who's got an OPS over 900, like I said, at 904. A lineup with where the lowest OPS is 842 from Grisham is pretty incredible. Like Grisham is anyways just kind of one of those guys I feel like is just a great leadoff hitter to try and take pitches too on top of that. But uh, just an incredible, incredible lineup for the Padres for a team that already has an amazing offense. So it's cool to see, though, that Preller wasn't really waiting. Not resting on his laurels when it comes to the uh, the offense that the Padres have this year. That he's like, hmm, maybe Myers and Hosmer playing a little bit above expectations. So I'm going to amp up that offense a little bit more. Give us more opportunities to keep up this historic pace that they're on. Because I think everyone's like, all right, Machado and Tatis, those guys will be... Those guys will be great. We know that already, right? But, uh, you know, there are some guys who are breaking out this season, so it's nice for him to add this veteran kind of bat, veteran kind of presence to the team and just make the lineup all that much deadlier. So I was a big fan of that trade. And then the last trade that happened, of course, was the Padres required uh, acquired reliever Taylor Williams for a player to be named later. Just a kind of a small deal to uh, to conclude um, all of the uh, business decisions, the, uh, I mean, not business decisions, the baseball decisions that A.J. Preller made for the deadline. It was a solid one. And, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Obviously, that wasn't it, guys. That wasn't it. <laughs> you thought he was done. Oh, no. The the bad man that is A.J. Preller, he was not done, obviously. But before we get into that big headline blockbuster trade that everyone's been talking about, first, guys, I want to talk to you about Indeed. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the best number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast, right? Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make 
make your search that much easier. Like sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over three million businesses. So right now, here, check this out, guys. Right now, Indeed is offering our lizards a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB, guys. Terms and conditions apply. The offer is valid through September 30th. And just one last second, we're giving a little bit of a shout out to the OG people you heard me talk about before. And you know, it's funny because right now I'm prepared to use these guys because I'm going to be ordering some food lately. You know, when you need red wine, when you need pizza like myself, which I may be ordering tonight, uh, whatever it is. Postmates. Yes, that's right, guys. Postmates. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. It's fantastic, right? So download the app for iOS and Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you first download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And now that that's all out of the way, guys, all right, let's get on to the main on the main the main course, the main entree course, right? Let's get into it, guys. Okay, so everybody heard it happened really early this morning. Uh, Mr. AJ Preller did not wait for the end of the 4 p.m. deadline, uh, Eastern time anyway, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, San Diego they acquired starting pitcher Mike Clevenger, outfielder Greg Allen, and a player to be named later from the Indians in exchange for here we go, guys, keep track of this starting pitcher slash relief pitcher Cal Quantrill, outfielder Josh Naylor, catcher Austin Hedges, minor league shortstop Gabriel Arias, minor league starting pitcher Joey Cantillo, and minor league shortstop Owen Miller. So that is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff there, guys. So let's be clear. That is a lot of stuff. But here's the thing. Bottom line is this. AJ Preller got the dang thing. He did the dang thing. He got that ace. He did it! The son of a bitch did it! Clevenger's name was in the news a lot, and we'll, we'll talk about both reasons. For one, it seems like almost certain that the Indians were going to move on from him, right? That was kind of clear a few days ago, right? That everyone was like, yeah, it seems like Mike Clevenger's on the move. Same thing with Plesak, but uh, Clevenger's like a borderline, like, top ace uh, talent on the market right now, you know what I mean? Especially considering that the Indians have quite a, a, a depth of starting pitchers, actually. So it was very basically confirmed that this guy would be on the move. And it was funny because last night there were so many reports that it seemed like at first the Padres were going to get him, and then it seemed like the 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 kind of talks like fell apart, right, and that the Braves had emerged as the um, leading contender to acquire him. At least that's what I was seeing in my Twitter uh, slash reading circles or whatever, right? But then, of course, just early this morning, basically, uh, they deal the deal for Tre- uh, Sir Clevenger. And first of all, 
let's get into what they give up. Let's pour one out for especially Cal Quatcher, who I thought had been very solid in the bullpen for us. So that's a little bit of a loss. I say it's one of the bigger losses there. I kind of like Josh Naylor and definitely pour one out for uh, Austin Hedges. So technically, as you all guys know, I was a big Mejia guy. I still am kind of a big Mejia guy when it comes to who should have been playing uh, catcher for the Padres. But one thing for sure is Hedges was still pretty okay for us this year. Obviously, the defense was great, but then he had some clutch home runs, one against the Dodgers, and I think it was one against the Rangers. I forgot. But he had some nice home runs for us, so it was nice to see that he at least contributed just a tad bit more. He had some kind of fun moments for us, and as much as I am going to kind of miss the guy, he's definitely a flawed player, and I think that he does have this, uh, there's this, like, love for him, I think. This affinity for Hedges that is, we like the guy, although we, if we all like kind of took a second and acknowledged it objectively, let's just be real. It's not like he's the most untouchable guy in the league. I know he'll be missed on, on the defensive end of things, but the biggest thing here is, is is Mike Clevenger, man. He's been an ace. He had 200 strikeouts just two years ago, and last year I think he finished with around 170 uh, around that range and an ERA that was, um, has been, ever since he's debuted in the league, his ERA hasn't been higher than 3.2, which is incredible, obviously. And from CBS Sports HQ on Twitter, the best ERA leaders in MLB since 2017 with a minimum of 460 innings pitched. Number one, shocker, Jacob deGrom with a 2.49, then Clayton Kershaw with 2.64. And quick aside, by the way, Clayton Kershaw's still good. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know if Padres fit. He's still very good. I don't know why people are acting like this guy is completely washed. He's just not invincible anymore. That doesn't mean he's not good. I don't know. Just a side thing. Have to give some praise to the Dodgers, those lackeys over there every now and then, right? Uh, number three, Max Scherzer with a 2.71. Number four, Justin Verlander with a 2.82. So nothing surprising there. And then number five, Mike Clevenger with a 2.97. So yeah, Mike Clevenger isn't quite a household name when it comes to more casual baseball fans. More people that have been attached to the game more casually, right? But he is excellent, right? Super, super good guy. Absolutely filthy. And it gives us that next ace. And this is for... And it's funny because I don't think the Padres rotation was in dire need of an ace. I think that it would have been nice for them to actually... I was looking around at, like, Taiwan Walker. Just at least having another ace instead of... Or not an ace. Another starting pitcher guy who can at least eat up innings. Because that's one thing with the Padres that's secretly been bad is that they haven't been using a fifth starter for the last, like, few weeks. Ever since they sent Joey Lucchese down in. While Quantrill, and I even think... Uh, some other guys at points have had filled the role admirably, somewhat admirably. Uh, you definitely kind of need to have at least like a a legit like fifth starter, and they got more than that with Clevenger, right? I couldn't believe it. Um, and here's the biggest thing about the Clevenger trade: they somehow got rid of him without having to give up some of their top, top, top prospects, right? I think Mackenzie Gore was basically untouchable and one of the top prospects in baseball. I had no doubt about him not being on the market, but didn't have to give up Patino, didn't have to give up C.J. Abrams, who, if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, I mistakenly, maybe, some people would argue with me, I was like, I feel like he's the one guy that maybe you could shop around if you're getting a real star, you know what I mean, in return for C.J. Abrams. That was just me. I could be wrong or whatever, right? They didn't have to give up Robert Hassel. They didn't have to give up Luis Campuzano. And, you know, it's just they did not have to give up their their best stuff. That's what's so incredible. I was thinking right when I heard about the Clevenger trade, I was like, let me guess. They gave up either Patino or Abrams. That, that was my first thought, right? Or... Part of me even thought Capizano just because they did make the trades for for Nola and Jason Castro that maybe that might be where they were heading. But no, uh, they didn't, and that's just... I don't know how they managed to pull it off. This is what happens sometimes, guys. Every now and then, I talk about it with the trade deadline every now and then, and trades in general is that we always think... 
oh man, when it comes to that arm that's available, oh, it's going to take a lot to get them though. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes teams, there's all kinds of behind the scenes sort of chicanery and stuff that happens where teams are forced to trade guys. And maybe part of it is that this was maybe, you know, we can't ignore the PR things. Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak were the two guys on the Indians that broke protocol kind of brazenly and almost unapologetically, especially in the case of Plesak, and really put... Um, the, their team in danger, um, the, the MLB season in jeopardy in a lot of ways, and it was really selfish. So I'm really hoping that Mike Clevenger, I do got to address it, and I, why I'm admittedly, I have to admit, maybe this is me and speaking as a flawed hypocrite or whatever, but I'm still super happy they made the move. It's just such an incredible ace to add to the rotation. Um, I have to admit, can't let him off the hook. Got to see him um, you know, be better and be a better human being, of course, too. I do not want to have it that we have this team with a great player who is admittedly hard to root for behind the scenes with all the stuff that he's done. Um, and also, as mentioned at the top of the pot, I did get a listener question. It's from Chargers Nerd Daniel, again, uh, at the Chargers Nerd on Twitter. Well, I think this jury is still out on the kind of pitching we can expect from Paddock during playoff baseball. Do the Pirates need to find a way to slowly move him into the third, fourth, or fifth slot in the rotation and playoff preparation? Now, of course, Chargers Nerd Daniel, thank you for the question. He asked this before the Mike Clevenger trade happened. And just to say, I think that in theory, the Padres starting rotation should probably be Lamette, Clevenger, Paddock, and then Davies. I still think that they have to wait on uh, Paddock. You know what I mean? And and Davies did have kind of his not worst start, like to make it sound like he was awful, but his 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 less godly start uh, for Davies uh, the other day against Colorado. I think that for now. It's definitely, I would say, if the playoffs started right now, it would be Lamette and Clevenger, I think. I think Lamette's been the guy for us all year, so he does deserve the benefit of that to get that number one start. Go out there and start game one for us, and then Clevenger followed up. Not much of a difference, as those are our top two. Um, and I think that when it comes to Davies or Paddock, I think we got to wait a little bit more and see if the momentum, perhaps, because I've been talking about how much of a sophomore slump Chris Paddock has had this season. I still believe in him, even if I am concerned. I think that with those two guys... I would say um, you want to kind of just wait and see where the wind blows. You know what I mean? If we, if like with a week left in the season, if Zach Davies starts giving up four or five runs and he's looking a little eh, then I say Paddock becomes your third guy, right? And then fourth goes to Davies and then fifth goes to Richards probably. I don't know. I think that between those three, it's more of a, a momentum thing heading into the postseason, especially in a shortened season. But I think that for sure the concrete guys for right now are uh, Denelson Lamette would be my number one and then Clevenger would be two, even if theoretically Clevenger might be better than Denelson Lamette for sure. I think he might be a better. Better, uh, player, especially since this is Lamette's basic breakout. It's the first time he's really breaking out. Um, even if I, for one, uh, called it, woo, uh, <laughs> the preseason, I, I would say that that's the current rotation. So thank you for the um, the question, Mr. Chargers Nerd. He's been like kind of a, a, a frequent follower of the podcast. I've really appreciated him seeing him on Twitter and interacting with him and whatnot. So uh, uh, shout out to you, Mr. Chargers Nerd Daniel. Uh, it was a great question. And that's really it, guys. Bottom line is this. A.J. Preller absolutely won today and won the last three days. He got the reliever in Rosenthal, even got some other minor relievers in in Adams and Altavilla, who aren't like great players, don't get me wrong, but at least it was like he's showing that he's trying to address the bullpen thing. Then they improved at catcher, I hope, with Austin Nola, and then they got uh, Mitch Moreland to make the offense that much more dynamic, have that pinch hitter in there for you instead of having a weird, you know, uh, mishmash of guys from Naylor to Greg Garcia to Profar playing at the DH position. And then, of course, you get 
the legendary Mr. Mike Clevenger for sometimes uh, worse reasons for his uh, off the field behavior. But still, I think that it was great. I love how Clevenger, his his remarks towards the media saying that he's so amped to be part of the Padres. I hope he is. They call him Sunshine, apparently. I didn't know that they call him that. Sunshine sunshine if you guys see remember the titans uh but yeah that was super exciting to see and yeah i don't know if you guys could tell just i went rapid fire in today's podcast because i'm still processing in a lot of ways all the trades and i still there's this is like a, a different team in a lot of ways we're gonna have a new catcher kind of batting for us we're gonna have a new reliever to look forward to and who's not named craig stammon you know what i mean we're gonna have other guys to look forward to and of course cannot wait to see clevenger's first start whenever that ends up being um and it's cool that this is coming at a time when the the padres are uh playing so well they're playing so hot they're the hardest team in baseball when it comes to just excitement factor and whatnot they have the final game against colorado tonight it's richards going up against German Mar- Mar- Marquez. Herman Marquez, I think it's actually how you say his name. He's no pushover for sure. Uh, Richards hasn't been great in his last couple starts, so I'm, I'm hoping to see him bounce back a little bit. And Marquez is certainly, uh, he's deceptively solid, I think. So not quite a let up, but still manageable. Um, hopefully we can close out this series and get that get that win against the Rockies. It would be great to kind of take that series and go to uh, the Angels uh, next on Wednesday after a day off on Tuesday. That would be great because the Angels are a little bit of a weird team right now. We'll get to face Trout for sure, but uh, not a great team, uh, the Angels this year. So, And then we have Oakland coming up after that. So we'll see how everything shakes up. But bottom line is they've been great, guys. Uh, the Padres, it is, man, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. You and yours versus me and mine. <laughs> Are we talking teams? <laughs> Shout out Drake, uh, Big Rigs, the most ludicrous song I've ever heard in my life. But seriously, those are all my thoughts, guys, on the trade deadline uh, acquisitions of obviously Clevenger being the biggest. Get acquainted. He's a stud uh, for sure. And there's a lot of team control there. I believe there's team control for the next two years on Mike Clevenger, so he's here to stay for a little. This is not a rental. And that's what makes the fact that he did not have to, uh, probably, I mean, not have to give up some of the the ace studs of our farm system, even more remarkable. I can't believe that, especially with all the team control. Part of me was expecting him to trade for Lance Lynn, too, and give up, like, Mejia and somebody. We would just have five aces all of a sudden, right? Uh, But anyway... Those are my thoughts on that, guys. For the rest of the week, uh, tomorrow's podcast is probably going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be doing a recap reaction to this Rocky series with Jenna Garcia of Lockdown Rockies. I mentioned her uh, last week, but we turned out, we decided to wait until all four games are finished. So that's probably going to be out tomorrow. I talked with Brett McGuire the other day from Locked On uh, Angels, and we kind of talked about uh, a lot of Mike Trout stuff and a lot of where they are uh, at the deadline and what they were going to do potentially at the deadline. So we talked about that a little bit. And maybe, maybe, Later on in the week, I recorded a podcast, uh, a special bonus as part of Sports Movie Madness from back in the day, still continuing it. Uh, We did a little bit of a thing on 42, the Jackie Robinson movie starring the late uh, Chadwick Boseman, which I assume all of you have heard about, of course. So we decided to talk about that movie a little bit. Uh, Me, Gabrielle Starr, Ed John Chick of um, Lockdown Rangers, the NHL Rangers, of course, Lockdown New York Rangers. Uh, So really, uh, really cool stuff coming up in the future and potentially sometime in mid-season kind of a 
awards show, maybe, coming up soon with another special guest. We'll see, guys. But uh, with all that being said, that about does it for today's extra special Chunky Boy uh, trade deadline special edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And if you guys would do me a favor, go send me some nice reviews on the iTunes app. It would just make me nice and happy. Give me a little five-star review. Boost my ego just a tad bit. I know it's already overinflated like crazy. I mean, today, I got a little ahead of myself, started going at the, the Dodgers fans on Twitter, and they really let me have it. I was having such a fun uh, fun time with them. I'm not being totally serious. I, I was, but not totally. So uh, uh, shout out to the Dodgers fans out there. Looking forward to playing those guys a little bit later on at the end of the season and hopefully in the playoffs, maybe even in the, the, the NL Championship game, NL Championship Series. We'll see. Uh, but with all that being said, guys, until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care. AJ Preller, the guy!